Hey you guys, this is your trigger warning. If you're hearing this, this episode is going to cover some really difficult topics. So you've been warned. If you don't want to hear about these things, feel free to skip or listen to something else or um, go watch a documentary. It's always good for you. Also, what should I say in a trigger warning message? Someone like email me and be like, hey, here's a script for your trigger warning message because I really have no idea. Just know that this episode has some stuff in it that might make you kind of queasy, might give you some reminders of your own issues. I don't know. Anyways, carry on. because I am on my way home from work. I have had a very hectic last month. I have two episodes recorded that I have not even begun to edit, and I hate it. There's so many things I want to talk about. There's so much I want to cover. There's so many things going on in my life. But I do have kids, and I do have a full-time job, and I have a boyfriend still getting used to that and because of this wonderful full-time job I have mandatory overtime because of COVID and the state and grown-up nonsense so here I am (sighs) with my thoughts I should probably actually talk Um, I'm not going to edit this. I apparently don't have time to sit in front of a computer. So I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, I've been thinking a lot about just how difficult it is to reach a state of normalcy. And how many people that have been through childhood trauma don't even realize that their lives aren't normal. And they think that it's fine and you know like we don't we don't see what's wrong with the world around us because we were taught not to see those things you know like my parents well my mom I didn't know about the word pedophile until I was, I think, 10, 11. I remember I was visiting my aunt and uncle, and they're really close to my age, so we're more like cousins. And, you know, I think we were, I don't even remember, I think we were watching an old Saturday Night Live skit or something, and someone cracked a joke, and everyone started laughing, and I just sat there. And either my aunt or my uncle turned to me and they were just like, wasn't that funny? Didn't you think that was funny? And I was just like, well, I don't get it. I don't understand. And she was, maybe it was my aunt. She was just like, 
well, blah, 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 you know, pedophile. And then she's like, looked at me funny, and she's like, you don't know what a pedophile is? And I hope that's not like a trigger word. I guess it is. I should have taken that in consideration. I'm sorry. Um, and I had no idea, and I didn't want to look stupid. So I was just like, oh, yeah, I just, I didn't hear what they said. Oh, my God, that's so funny. And I, you know, I just played it off. And everything just went back to, you know, and it, I wish it would have bothered me more than it had. And I wish that I would have really put everything together. Like, I wish that would have helped it click in my brain. But, you know, no one explained to me the words behind the definition so even going home and researching the word pedophile researching pedophilia you don't realize oh that's what that was that's frowned upon There's an episode I'm hoping I edit soon about a movie I watched, and it was the most generic movie ever, and I really hope I get to it, because I think it'll kind of help explain what I'm trying to get across here. That, like, you don't know until someone tells you, and if no one tells you until you're much older than you should have been, then, you know, like, what are you supposed to do? And I feel like a lot of that just carried over after that. You know, I, I have friends, I, I don't have friends, I have co-workers and family members and things that, that go to the doctor when they're sick or when they get hurt or something, you know, I, I know a girl that broke her leg over the winter and I'm thinking to myself, I've never broken a bone that I know of because when I was little, and my hand got slammed into the sliding door of the van and I yelled. I got told I wasn't allowed to yell like that. Because I will never be in enough pain to justify yelling like that. And so I never yelled after that. Because surely I am not in enough pain to justify. And um, my boyfriend, he is very... He, he, he plays soccer and he coaches soccer and so he's very in tune with his body and he has helped me realize that I am not in tune with my body I get hurt and I just keep going um I sit in front of a desk all day and so my calf muscles are really fucking tight I had no idea until he started stretching my legs on an almost daily basis. I could not feel it. I had no inclination that there was anything wrong. I thought they were legs. I can walk on them. It's fine. You know, I sleep wrong, and it's it sore a little the next day, and then it's fine. Uh, and he has this, like, muscle stimulation thing for physical therapy and he's used it on me a few times and and he was readjusting it once 
on like the back of my calves or whatever and we were talking and you know he was like turning up the dial on it because like it can the intensity can go up you know and he's like you still that you don't feel that and I was just like well a little like it's a little like buzzing sensation and he had it almost all the way turned up and he's just like you should be able to feel something by now and we talked about just how I'm still in survival mode after all this time you know I haven't lived with my mother in 20 years I have not talked to her in three I think and it has so much to do with the fact that that is how you're formed I was taught at a young age that none of my physical ailments are important enough to bring to anyone's attention so I just I don't have a, a doctor I don't have any problems I'm convinced you know and then in, in retrospect like polar opposite situation you know I know some people that had childhood trauma and they now have they're they're riddled with chronic illnesses and they can't ever be well and I mean obviously like chronic illness is not 100% correlated with childhood trauma you can have one without the other obviously but I feel like maybe the people that I know that have childhood trauma they never were taught how to maintain their health and so maybe that's why they got to the point where they did and why they still struggle not to say that they're not struggling because of because it just is unfortunate of course it is unfortunate I just I feel like they're just experiencing everything different from how I ended up experiencing everything I don't know if I make any sense right now it's just weird to be more aware of myself I'm more aware of myself now than I have been in years. And I keep becoming more and more aware and I'm wondering why now and why I wasn't this far before and and I think about my issues with just connecting with someone my inability to really connect with people and even when I do they're the wrong people my boyfriend has been amazing and supportive and he has helped me realize so many things and I think about the people in my mother's family because they are very much into appearances my brother is married to and has children with his first girlfriend and I think uh yeah you know I have no idea about my sisters I think one of my sisters dated someone one time my other sister is 
married to the only guy I know she's ever dated. You know, they don't go on dates and have a relationship for a year and have it end. That's the person they spend the rest of their lives with. Which always made me look like the family whore. And I look at how happy I am right now, and I look at the relationship I have right now, and the situation my life is in, and yes, I was married. Yes, I have two children with someone that is not currently my partner. But I cannot imagine still being in that situation with him, with the girls' dad, and being happy. Does that make me a bad person? I mean, obviously not. And I know that this is, like, a stupid topic. And some of you are probably rolling your eyes. But, like, to be raised in a situation where it's okay that my mom and her husband did the things that they did because they're married and she has to stay with him. And so I had to go live with my dad because... You know, I fucked up. That was my bad. I really ruined the reputation of the family almost with that. And then on top of that, I left my husband. How dare I? I should have just stayed in that situation and been numb in that sense. Emotionally numb. I'm just like so stupid happy now and it's just it's scary and it's exciting and it is so fucking hard it is so hard to be presented with normal and not having ever had it before and knowing that can now. And I know that that sounds like the stupidest struggle to have right now, but it is so fucking hard, like, waiting for someone to show up and fuck it up, or for myself to screw it up, or, or for him to just get mean. Like, he's not mean. I don't understand. But this is the thing. This is why I'm here. This is why I started this podcast. This is normal. And it's different. It feels different. Everything feels different. Every sensation is different. Things taste different. Music sounds different. when you're not still holding on to all that weight. And I've learned to live with it for so long. I learned to live with it through high school when I listened to what my mother said and I just was with whoever because that was what was expected of me. That was my job when I was a child, so I didn't
should have for my actions. In my brain, I wasn't doing anything wrong. And then in my 20s, with drinking, show me the route to some form of normal because they thought that it was what was best for me or I just couldn't even be around them because they were obviously being such absolute total fuck ups and they wouldn't just get their damn shit together and it just irritated me and angered me and I just couldn't watch them go down that path but we have to kind of figure it out on ourselves And, you know, I'm in therapy right now, and I think it's working out really, really great, and I love my therapist this time around. But I remember the therapist I had when I was in high school, and she was fucking atrocious. I'm sure she works for some people, and I'm sure she's not a horrible person, but when you're a 13-year-old girl, goddamn, fuck that bitch. (laughs) And maybe some people don't need therapy. They just are better. They just decide to do that for themselves at some point. And no one can really say when that happens. I'm 32 years old. And I don't think I've ever been in such a healthy relationship in my life. And I'm happy. And I'm also scared. And I sometimes still get triggered the other day was 420, uh, and my boyfriend wanted to do edibles just because it was 420, and he was all excited, and I was like, okay, and I didn't think that it was a big deal, and I don't know what happened to my brain that I decided to act like a total fucking psycho, (sighs) and it wasn't until the next night when he and I were talking, and he said, you know, I shouldn't have asked you to do that with me because you have been so weird and out of it since then. And I realized after he said that, that I wasn't in the right headspace to do that. Not that I can't do that and not that I haven't done that. It's just that I know that there are situations still where I can't just be like, oh, hey, I'm going to get high for a little bit for fun because something might have happened earlier in the day or earlier in the week or I'm just too stressed to just unwind. But I feel like those situations are happening less now and I'm having such a better grasp on it and I'm so much more aware of when they're happening and how they're happening and how to avoid them from happening. And I feel proud of myself and I wish that there was a person 
I could turn to and be like, hey, remember when I was little? Or remember in high school? Or remember my college years? Or just three years ago when I was a drunk? Look at me. Look at how fucking hard I've worked. Remember that time? I really envy people that have had someone in their life for a long amount of time. I wish that I had that. That is the one thing that I wish that I had more than anything. But... can't change the past. And that's fine. I'm happy with where I am now. Just don't take it for granted if you do have people in your life. You know, they're there for a reason. And that is a wonderful gift to have. My boyfriend and I have only been together for a few months, but it feels like I've just been with him for years. Like, this is just our life really weird. I really like it. So if you do have people in your life that you've had in your life for a really long time, even if you haven't talked to them in a while, ask them how they're doing. Or say, hey, remember that tough time you had? Look at you. You really got the fuck over that shit. You grew. And you're doing so much better. Don't forget to tell someone that you see all of their struggles and that you appreciate them. Because I think about the months that I was just completely alone before I met my boyfriend. And I had no one. I had one internet friend that lives in California. And we talk on Messenger. And she's wonderful. But you know what I mean. I don't remember what the point was to this. Um, I just... I wanted to talk to you guys. Because I haven't in a really long time. And I have big, big plans for this. And I'm going to learn how to use Instagram. Gosh darn it. I'm 32 years old. Why do I have the like technological intelligence of like an 80 year old? Why? Like I can barely, like I know how Facebook works. That's it. Fuck are all these other things? Why do you need 10 apps to post one picture of food? Why is that necessary? Turn your phones off. The sun is out and shining. Winter is over. Maybe you're on the other side of the planet and winter's just starting. Get out there in that snow. Build me a snowman. Send me a picture on my email that you're going to send to me right after you get done listening to this so that you can tell me what you think of it. Because you love emailing me and telling me all about yourself. And you can't wait to go on air with me and talk about your story and your struggles and how great you're doing. Because I feel like 
Some of us are still really stuck. Some of us are still really fucking lost. And we just need to hear that it gets better. That we just have to keep pushing and that we have to work on our awareness. I know that I'm not all better. I know that this is not 100% normal. I know that I am nowhere near where I want to be. But I'm getting better and I'm making progress. And I don't... I don't remember the last time I had sleep paralysis. That just occurred to me. Huh. Anyways, I'm home. I'm going to get out of my car. I'm going to go hug and kiss my children. I love you guys. Be safe. The song you're about to hear is Yesterday She Said Goodbye by Frank Watkinson. You can find him on Spotify and YouTube. Please go give him all your monies. He deserves it. He is a very sweet man. I sit in silence. 